Hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, good morning, guys. Good to see you. Good morning. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a beautiful day outside, especially for the first day of, first day of February. Hey, all right. Uh, it's good to see you. Well, today we have with us Randy and Connie Sharp. They are newer members of the First Baptist family, and we've, we've been excited to get to know them. I've had the opportunity to get to know them in the music ministry, but a lot of folks have gotten to know them through Sunday school and different things like that. So we've asked them to come. Today, I've asked them to come and sit down, and we'll just spend a little time visiting, give you an opportunity to get to know this first person, get to know these folks. So, Randy, it's good to have you with me today, man. It's great to be here today. We appreciate the opportunity to uh, share a little bit of our story. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Connie. I'm, I'm thankful that you came along, too, to keep him straight. You know, Thank somebody you <laughs> somebody needed to do that. Now, I, I love it when How we get to, get to hear. Yeah, I love it when we get to hear from both. And so, you know, let's just get started. We'll just dive right into it. First, I guess, just tell me about about Randy, and then I'll, we'll talk about Connie. So, Randy, you tell, tell us about you and where you're from and that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll start with where you're from and your okay, family. Okay, well, Connie and I are both uh, from Bristol, Tennessee, just outside of Bristol. Uh, just as a side note, this past Sunday, Brother Tom, he mentioned Bristol, and I thought, oh, my goodness, what, what kind of uh, stories is he going to tell about uh, all of us rednecks from, from right. that area? But anyway, uh, we are— uh, from that area, and actually, we both met in the eighth grade. And uh, I was a trumpet player at band camp. She was the cutest clarinet player I had ever seen. <laughs> and uh, we didn't get married right off. Right. Well, you waited a bit. We waited a little while. You were smitten down to we, your we socks, were right? Yeah, yes. you go. We we met in at band camp, and then uh, later that year, my friend, my good friend, played trombone. He said, Randy, you ought to join Glee Club. There's some pretty girls in there. And guess who was sitting on the front row? Uh-oh. There she was. Found her again, huh? But uh, anyway, we uh, uh, we uh, you know, ended up you know getting married later on, and uh, uh, I went on to East Tennessee State University in the music, music program there, uh, band and choir, double certification. And uh, did church music and served in Tennessee and then uh, moved to uh, Texas, went to seminary out there uh, for a master's program, and then to Alabama. And the rest uh, is history. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, doing church music uh, most of my life. God is blessed. I get to do uh, what I love doing and, and even get paid for it. Yeah. Well, Connie, we've, we've got that side of the story. <laughs> now we, And we're back in band and glee club and all those kind of things. So tell us about your family. Tell us. Uh, I know you're, he said you're from the, and I believe him pretty much, that you're from Bristol or from that area as well, obviously. So tell us about Connie. Okay. I grew up in um, Bristol, Tennessee, that area. My family was a little bit different. I have a brother that's a special needs brother. Mm-hmm. He's um, older than me, and I have an older sister, and our whole family revolved around taking care of him, really. Yeah. And to this day, uh, he's in a group home, and my sister and I are his conservators, our 
parents have passed on. Well, that's great. That's great. So you guys met. Tell us about your parents. Tell us about, you mentioned your brother, but what about your parents? What did they do? What kind of, you know, did Um, they? Both of my parents worked in, at Raytheon, which was a plant in our area that employed a lot of people. Later in life, my parents divorced. So I I went through, you know, as an adult, I went through my parents divorcing. That was kind of different, but... Um, Randy and I, since then, have taught divorce care. Okay. And so I really had kind of a firsthand experience at it with not being yeah. divorced yeah. myself. And, in fact, I didn't mention that in the introduction, but, but both Randy and Connie have an extensive background in ministry. And you, you shared that just now, but uh, coming, you know, coming to the church, coming to our church, it's a, always a thrill to have people come who, you know, who they who are— They've been they've been involved in ministry for a number of years, and uh, I know you guys haven't. Our paths first cross actually because I was on staff at Northbrook, and your daughter and son—I mean, your daughter-in-law son—go there. But I'm going to ask Connie because I love to hear moms talk about kids. So, Connie, tell us about your children. Tell, about, tell us about the kids. Okay, we have two sons. They are as different as day and night. Uh, <laughs> if you had a million of them, they'd all be different. Right. Yeah. Philip is the oldest, yeah. and uh, he has three children. He um, works for TVA. Right. He's kind of moved up in the ranks and done well. Tyler is our youngest one, and he he started working at the pillbox in Priceville, Decatur area. Yeah. As a student, an intern student, his senior year in high school. Really? And he worked there 21 years. Oh, my goodness. Until this year, he's now a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. For McKesson. Um, he has two children, and he has one grandchild. Oh, oh. So we are great grandparents. You must be kidding. Great grandparents. <laughs> oh, my word. So now, how many, Randy, how many grandchildren do you have all together? Five Got grandchildren five. Okay. and one great. That that's that's neat. So I mean that's a. I have grandchildren. I say this on every broadcast, but they are they're they're a blessing. They are such a blessing. And in fact, my friend refers to them as grandest children, and I say that every time because it it does seem like that. But great grandparents. Oh my <laughs> word! It, it it as young as you are. Could that be possible? Anyway, no, I'm, I'm just playing. So y'all, you guys grew up in Bristol. You you went into ministry and all that sort of stuff. Now, vocationally, Connie, uh, you're retired from, from what? I'm retired from the city. I worked for the city of Scottsboro. Okay. When I was in Scottsboro, I retired from there. Um, I worked in the HR department, which that's kind of the good witch, bad witch. That's yeah, what we would call it. Tough job, but someone has to do it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But, you know, God put me there, and it was really a miracle that I got a job in a small town that sure. didn't have jobs. Oh, yeah. And and Scottsboro is like many towns. I mean, they a lot of them have gone through some a lot of change. Now, kind of give us a brief history on how many years you served where, Randy? Let's see. Uh, while I was in college, uh, uh, I served— this is way back in the 70s, but uh, I was on staff part-time in uh, Baptist churches. And then uh, and then when I graduated, I 
I went to a full-time position, and, and in those days, uh, it's, well, probably not much different now, but uh, they tried to get as much mileage out of music guys, so they said, well, you can do music and youth ministry. Sure. So I did music and youth in, uh, in the Bristol area for a few years, and then went to uh, Southwestern Seminary and uh, found a church there. Of course, that was part-time while I was a full-time student mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Weatherford, Texas, and from there we moved into Alabama, and I've served churches uh, in, in different areas. The, the longest place I served, well, two longest positions were in Priceful. I was at Shoal Creek Baptist in Priceful about 13 years, and then 12 years in Scottsboro at uh, Agape Baptist. So uh, I didn't grow up Southern Baptist, but I'm Southern Baptist by choice, by the grace of God, I guess. <laughs> they would say <laughs> Let me ask you this. Obviously, you were always interested in music. Was there someone or somebody that influenced you to toward ministry and in, in music? Well, yes. Uh, growing up, my dad was obviously my, my biggest influence. Uh, he was a mechanic, but he was also a, a bivocational minister. Okay. Uh, so he would preach. He was not our pastor, per se, is growing up, but uh, he would preach a lot, and mm-hmm. he did a lot of interim positions preaching. Uh, but uh, next to my dad, my high school choir director, Tom Elam, was uh, the most influential man in my life. Uh, and he, uh, back in those days, it was a big thing to do choir tours. So he got me... Uh, pulled me in to play trumpet and sing with his church choir. Oh, I see. And then uh, in high school, I was, uh, back in those days, you could major in uh, different things. So I, I majored in music and art. And uh-huh. uh, every now and then, I had to take like a math or science class. I majored in, I, I was the same way, I majored in all things musical. It didn't, if it were the, whether it was FFA quartet or band or whatever, I wanted, if, if somebody said do it, I did it. And it sounds like you must have, must have been the same way, but you can't. You just can't ever underestimate the influence of like a teacher or someone like that, and and just giving opportunities to to you to to grow, and then God used that. You know, they're so impactful. So, let me ask you this, Connie. Tell me about if you would just tell me about your salvation experience, how you came to know the Lord. Okay, I grew up in an independent Baptist church, and I'm not going to really slam that in any way mm-hmm. because I did learn a lot right. of the Bible. But as a child, I I must have misunderstood. Yeah. Um, I understood, which this was not true, that you had to be a certain age to be saved. And I was not that age. I was just maybe seven, eight years old, and I thought I had to be 12 to be baptized. But I would go to bed at night and just be so scared that what would happen. And I would even dream about, you know, Jesus coming and I couldn't go to heaven. And um, I had a Sunday school teacher, and we had those little quarterlies where you read your Bible every night, you know. And I could barely read, but one of those verses was Romans ten thirteen, and it said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. And I took that to heart, and I would just pray that every mm-hmm. night. And now I know that yeah. you know, God heard me, and he answered oh, sure. my prayers, and he led me, and he guided me. Um, and, you know, as I matured, I understood more that more and more. probably that was not taught in that church. 
I just misunderstood. The, yeah, oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand. It. Yeah, it makes sense, though. And you know, yeah. when we're when we're children like that, it, it is difficult to know. And but you know, we can't limit God. So you know, he he knows. And I I you know I would be afraid to question. Yeah, he, he put that verse. I yeah, know he put that verse before me. I've memorized it and my whole life. Thankfully, you had that that doc, You know, you did have that scriptural I background. Did. Yeah, so yeah. that's true. Yeah. So, Randy, how did you come to know the Lord? You said your father was a bivocational pastor. So, how did you come to know the Lord? It's, well, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It wasn't a question: Are we going? Right. I understand. It's, you know, get in the car and let's go. But uh, and I'm grateful for that. Sure. I, I'm I'm not complaining, and God is blessed uh, in, in that way. But uh, I learned religion quickly. I learned how to play the game, and uh, I'll just straight up say I was a phony. Yeah. I was a phony up until I was 17 years old. Went to a youth camp in North Carolina, and uh, is as clear as a bell. Uh, it was like the Lord was saying, Randy. It's now or never. Give your life to me, or you're going to live the rest of your life without. Without. And I accepted Christ, and uh, it, it was. I gave my life to Christ. I, I don't know how to explain this other than I knew this was not just a fire escape. Sure. Not to not just to escape hell. Right. Lord, I give my life to you. I was surrendering to lifetime ministry. I, I didn't, I guess I didn't process it that as way. that, but I was yeah. giving my life to the Lord. And when I was deciding on, okay, what major do I want to make in college and, and beyond, uh, I was thinking, well, you know, I could do school music or church music, but I was very definitely going toward the church music. Church music. Uh, you know, you probably haven't heard the same thing that I heard, but I've, I've heard... Um, seminary professor say to us as a class and he said if there and he was talking to pastors but I put ministers that God called ministers whatever the area in the same camp and he he's made that say he said if there's anything else you can do do it because but if but if God's called you to this this is what you have to do and I thought about that so you know in my life there have been there are things other things that I've done and thought I might want to do something else but there was never a doubt, just exactly like you said. And in a sense, that looking back, you know, you look back at it and you say, there was never a doubt that that's what I was called to do. This is what I was put here to do. And, this, you know, and during my time, that's what I'm going to do. And so, you know, a, a God-called minister like that. And then God gave you someone to do that ministry with you. You know, it doesn't make it that you're not a person or it's all about Randy. He may think it's all about him, <laughs> right? But it's not. But it's, it, you have to have that person to be if you're good. If God puts a call on your life for full-time vocational ministry, then, you, then the, you know, it's hard. It's difficult for the spouse. And uh, I've been blessed with that. And I know Randy feels the same way. What a, what a wonderful thing it is. So what brought you? To Coleman, let me change the subject just a little bit. What brought you to Coleman First Baptist Church? Well, it had to be the Lord, and uh, this is not a knock against Coleman at all. We love Coleman. We're enjoying it, getting to know some people. Yep. But we didn't know anybody here. Right. I mean, nobody except you, and I just barely knew you. Well, that's true. But uh, we uh, we were looking, since we had lived in Priceville before, mm -hmm. we felt 
felt like, well, it, it's time. Let's make a move, you know, from Scottsboro. And, uh, you know, to get closer to the grandkids and, and so forth. But uh, we looked in Hartsville and Priceville and just the timing and, and the housing market, the way things are, mm-hmm. and, and we're, you know, six months ago, we couldn't find anything. It's right. like what we would find would be snatched out from under us. Mm. One house in particular, it's like, okay, at 9 o'clock we decided, okay, let's go look at it one more time. By 11 o'clock, we were there looking at it, and we told our realtor friend, I uh, said, all right, let's pull the plug at 11 o'clock. So she called the owner of the house, and it had been signed for. I mean, from 9 o'clock to 11, oh, it was gone. So back to the drawing board looking again, and we uh, uh, we, we found the house in Coleman. And I, I have no doubt that the Lord sent us here. Mm-hmm. I don't fully know why. Well, you, you, you're where you're supposed to be. Well, we're certainly thrilled that you're here. Uh, when Randy, when you guys first came to town, we had met because of uh, my being the minister of music at Northbrook here in town some years back, and we had gotten together, I guess, I guess because of Philip and Melanie, your kids, and, and you know, kind of gotten acquainted with each other. And I was thankful when you came and, and you called me because it, it is nice to have fellowship with somebody that does the same thing that you do. They know what you're involved in. They know how your ministry works. And so you and y'all have both just been a great blessing to me already. And I think what that does when, when people come in who have an understanding of ministry, it's just such a, a huge step because you have people who understand what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it, the, the pitfalls, the things you do. So um, y'all are a blessing to me. And so tell me about Sunday school. So I've, you've, I've seen you in Sunday school. We're actually in the same Sunday school class. So, Connie, tell us about Sunday school, how you wound up in the Sunday school class <laughs> that, you, that you're in. Um, well, one of the best things um, that I look at is that it's not— doesn't seem to be age-directed, which I like that. I have friends all ages, and I have a good friend that's in her 20s. I have one in her 30s, and I love that it's not just an age group. Um, I enjoy the teacher. I enjoy the fellowship. seems to be a lot of interaction whenever questions are asked, people respond, and I really like that, and it it's just a chance to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Oh, it's a good class. It, it seems like a good, a good it's a good it's like a little mini church there cuz uh, you know a, a multi-generational yes. mini church there but I agree with you. I do enjoy it when when you have, you know, those younger couples who have they have a different set of circumstances but and it is it is a joy to, you know, study God's word with them and enjoy it and Man, they can throw down breakfast up there, can't they? <laughs> they sure do. How Sunday. about that? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a Baptist church, I, you know. But no, they it is good, and it's a it's a sweet fellowship too, as well. So, well, my prayer is is that you guys and, and I know Randy, you'll be from time to time, just like most folks would be that are ministers or music persons. That you know, there are calls that people call you and ask you to supply to fill in, perhaps even do an interim, and we don't really want to give you up. But I know that God will use you that way because there's a tremendous need. A lot of churches just don't, they don't have people to, to do music. And so I know you'll be involved in that, but I'm thankful that we've kind of become a home base for you. And I feel like our folks 
just from what I can observe, they love you and they've kind of reached out to you. And so and I know everybody says that, that, you know, this is a friendly church, you know. <laughs> I've never been to an unfriendly church. Have you? Well, never, never. <laughs> it's a loving church, you know. We give you a nice funeral after we kill you. you know? we, we enjoy being here and the folks have just uh, reached out and we, you know, we feel welcome. And uh, uh, even though we are relatively new, uh, we're, you know, trying to be a part and and, yeah. and uh, make friends, and uh, we, we just enjoy it. Well, good deal. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. It's, part, it's great to be part of a church that's growing and that you have new people come along. It's, it's thrilling. You guys have served in churches before, and I've, I know if you're like me, you've seen times when it was just you weren't, people just weren't joining for whatever reason, but Coleman, the community's growing, and, and the church is growing. So it's thrilling to be part of that, I think. And so I, I just love you guys, and I appreciate you being here. And I look forward to us getting to do stuff together. So good to have you. Take care. And this, this will be the end of this get-together. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Lord bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.